0: I think we're back to good old Wikipedia this week. Aren't we always? No.
1: welcome back this is eric and vivi uh this is episode five we're talking about the exorcist from 1973 directed by william Friedkin. hey vivi how are you this week
0: um i'm pretty good i i guess i kind of started my job officially this week out of training it's been stressful how's your week been
1: same yeah started new stuff
0: you got a tattoo though
1: i did i got hella if anyone cares about that
0: (laughs) you started a tattoo it's not done yet
1: yeah the the ink that they use for the stencil is like still there and i think the tattoo artist was like this stuff is so strong i think it's some sort of new brand that he got that he it just sticks for so long if you look at my leg the purple that's from the stencil is still there and we did this like what two two days days ago ago? (laughs) so it's either that or i just don't shower well enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) that might be it (laughs)
1: So, okay, do you want to talk about our cocktail that was chosen for this week?
0: Yeah, I think this cocktail is probably the funnest one I've done so far. It's not my recipe. It's called Pazuzu Puke. Um, I got it off a YouTube channel called The Martini Shot. So if you want to actually look at the original recipe, go ahead. But I added jalapeno simple syrup to give it a little bit of a kick because I figured demons... They're spicy.
1: This movie, All of them?
0: This movie has some spicy scenes, but not in a good way.
1: Oh, no. No, it's... Uh, it's
0: pretty morbid. <laughs> I was
1: thinking that the language use was also pretty effective for the 70s. But
0: um, what's in it is basically a mango margarita with mint i think it's pretty refreshing do you want to give it a taste
1: it looks like throw up it looks disgusting <laughs> it actually looks like something that you would drink in the morning like a, one of those green machine smoothies yes it tastes like a green machine smoothie
0: <laughs> really i think it tastes very minty if you yeah. like mint oh
1: yeah mint for sure
0: <laughs> it killed you
1: I think like i got hit just in the throat with salt <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, rim the glass with salt.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep the demons away.
0: Yeah. Supernatural <laughs> reference.
1: No, it is good though. I like it.
0: It's a very uh if you can get past the appearance, a very summery drink, I yeah. think. Yeah so yeah. it's super refreshing yeah i like it yeah. probably my favorite again mm. so far what would you rate it
1: i'd rate it a four yeah yeah even from a su- sweetness perspective it's like not that bad yeah, i think the
0: mint mellows it out i think i would also give it a four yeah. out of five
1: yeah i drink this all summer if i could and it seems like if you put protein powder in there it'd be oh you're just healthier. gonna turn
0: it into a full-on <laughs> green smoothie yeah.
1: I, honestly it really tastes like one so <laughs> so do you want to go us? what the summary is do you have that yeah i do wait you did say what you thought about it yeah okay
0: You gave it a four or five but your feedback on it that was it i think it's um less intense of a recipe than i did with the zombie cocktail last week and tastes better (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so before we get started i just want to mention we put up a poll on facebook what movie we're gonna cover next uh we didn't ignore everybody we are gonna cover texas chainsaw massacre 'Cause I think it's still winning. Yeah. Right now
1: the poll's lasting a week, so that's why it wasn't chosen for yeah. this week yet. It should be the next episode we do.
0: And that's gonna be a nasty drink I have to come up with.
1: <laughs> that's if it's still we still make it Texas. You can put some nipples in there. For those who don't know the Don't reference. give it
0: away. <laughs> yeah, are you ready for a summary? Mm-hmm. One of the most profitable horror movies ever made, this tale of an exorcism is based loosely on actual events. When young Reagan starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues, her worried mother seeks medical help, only to hit a dead end. A local priest, however, thinks the girl might be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert to help with the difficult
1: job. That overview was like the entire movie. <laughs> Compared to the Night of the Living Dead one, it, the Night of the Living Dead was like, there's people, they're trapped. This one's basically the whole movie, yeah.
0: Yeah, this one's more detailed, I would say. It's also the movie that we watched, Disclaimer. I thought we actually watched the director's cut. We streamed it from HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it wasn't. Apparently the director's cut has more scenes in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, but There was specifically
1: like, a scene you said you'd seen that we looked up and it apparently it wasn't even a part of the original, but a lot of people remember that scene for some reason, Mandela effect.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I was going to say. Is I thought there was um, the scene of Reagan spider crawling down the stairs. I thought that was in the original. Apparently, it's only in the director's cut. So yeah. I kept waiting for that scene and a couple others, but didn't see them. And I there were
1: be- scenes you didn't remember at all either.
0: Yeah. So this movie's two hours. So I hope we can get through it. Probably not going to do it the way we typically do, where we summarize everything, just for time reasons. But do you want to give me fun facts on this one?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a fun one, and then I'm pretty depressed depressing one. Oh no uh, the second one's actually really depressing <laughs> so the the first fact i've got both of them are coming from factinate.com when the movie was released so many people reported vomiting nausea and other symptoms that some theaters even started handing out barf bags To keep things clean from people barfing. So when a theater has to start switching the way that they give you your popcorn and they kind of pass you along a bag to just in case you throw up, what would you think going into the theater to see this movie?
0: (laughs) I guess that would depend on the kind of person you are because if you're like, hell yeah, I want to be freaked out, let's go. Or like, no, I'm going to stay away from that. So that's actually true. I thought that was all like a marketing
1: scheme. Yeah. They said that uh, several, well, it says that people reported it. So I'm assuming that it only happened in a few places, maybe not nationwide. But, but it
0: added to the hype of the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a very really high, high grossing movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fun, right? But the second fact, which is depressing, um, apparently all the scenes that took place in the hospital were done at a real hospital with actual technology from the time. So you pointed out that that tech all looked crazy, and, and it does. It's like a lot of moving parts. There's so many things that they bring into the room when they're trying to do tests on her. The actors from the hospital scenes were also actual medical staff from the hospital there uh, but the horrifying part is that one of the x-ray techs who do you, you know what this your face yes i know this fact yeah so it's one actually
0: of the- <laughs> i while we were watching it i asked you if you knew this and you had uh, no idea what i was talking about man i was trying to surprise you no <laughs>
1: Uh, but so one of the x-ray techs, Paul Bateson specifically, went on to be found guilty of various horrifying murders where his victims were found cut up and collected in bags. Fradkin, who's the director, later went on to make a movie about it named The Cruising. Bateson is free to this day after having been released in 2004.
0: Isn't making a movie about that kind of in poor taste? I mean, this man made The Exorcist,
1: but... I, I mean, when you're a director, you just look for everything to inspire you, right? That's At least that's what I've gathered from all the movies we've watched so far, is that something at some point inspires you to write the next big thing. So I guess -hmm. it wouldn't be that. Yeah.
0: But um I believe this movie is considered to be one of those like cursed movies. Mm-hmm. So many horrible things happen on set, and that's one of them. Finding out that one of the texts was actually a murderer.
1: You know a couple more, right? About the Reagan's facts.
0: So actually, like so many horrible facts about this movie. Um there's a podcast on it mm. about the Exorcist.
1: Like the whole podcast is dedicated to the Dedicated Exorcist. to this movie, wow. yes.
0: And <laughs> the book that inspired it. And yeah, Linda Blair who plays Reagan, one in the first opening scenes where she's like floating off the bed kind of like going crazy the mechanism that she was strapped to actually hurt her back pretty badly i think she was almost paralyzed Jeez. and they kept the scene in there her screaming for them to stop and saying like he's trying to kill me is actually her saying that the person running <laughs> the mechanism is trying to hurt her
1: oh geez which is pretty fucked up yeah did reagan ever or like actress ever come back to do anything about it or they i were just, don't like, think
0: fine? so no i think linda blair now um she's pretty cool i think she runs an animal sanctuary she oh. wasn't like into acting her real passion was
1: animals oh that's, that's cool though. Yeah, so if you want to see more interesting facts about what all went into this movie, uh, especially with how cursed it is, you know, go to Factinate or any other spot on the internet. I'm sure you'll find a huge. I list. think
0: Shudder has a whole um, episode on, whole series on cursed films, hmm. and The Exorcist is one of them.
1: Cool. Yeah, go check it out. So, do you want me to talk about Pazuzu now, or do you want me to talk about Pazuzu later?
0: I guess we can talk about the opening scene and Pazuzu. Yeah, so the opening
1: scene takes place in in Iraq.
0: And my question was. Is Pazuzu a religious figure in Iraq at all? Like, would that be accurate to say that that's where he originates?
1: From what I read, it sounds like Pazuzu is inspired by... Or could be referred to in several different types of like religions. cultures, or religions, right? Uh, where he's named certain things in different. Yeah, it kind of works that way for a lot of different uh, religious figures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, maybe maybe it's a reference to something in in that region because there's a lot of uh, kind of imagery too. Even like the stone that the archaeologist pulls up, it's it's a dog. And I read something, or not a dog. Um, it's like a mask almost. It's and kind even of that's couple a reference. Heads. Yeah, there's a reference to another being who apparently possesses women. So that's like a analogy to. Oh. Reagan and things like that so again other facts that we could possibly dive into but we're not gonna do today but yeah it's I think it's, I think it's just more like references to certain characters that could be kind of connected to other religions in gotcha. this case Iraq is where is where we see the archaeological archaeological dig happening and and I asked you this at the end of the movie too to see if Pazuzu is actually ever uh mentioned and I don't think he is I, I don't I was paying close attention we watched it with the subtitles on and I don't think he ever is actually referenced maybe indirectly through like uh comparison or some sort of references that I didn't get, (laughs) but...
0: Yeah, they never mentioned the demon by name. And I thought it was like a common thing in exorcisms that in order to win power against the demon, you had to know its name, but it wasn't mentioned.
1: So the only, now that I'm thinking about it, the only direct reference that I could, or that I could piece together, and I could read the Pazuzu description to you right now so you could see what I mean. What'd you find for me? Pazuzu was the king of demons of the wind, known for bringing famine during dry seasons. He's often shown with his right hand up, his left hand down, has the body of a man, a lion or dog head, talons of an eagle, four wings, a scorpion tail, and a snake penis. The reason I think that maybe there's a reference to him throughout the movie is because anytime that uh, anyone was killed in Regan's room, the windows open and the wind is blowing. So I don't, wow. I don't know if it's like a subtle hint that this is Buzuzu, but again he's never actually kind of name dropped there so that might is be a reference more
0: to hints because when the i think we later find out he's actually a priest doing this archaeological dig finds the statue of pazuzu it has the multiple heads snake penis and there's a bunch of rabid dogs like fighting around it mm-hmm. and then it cuts the scene and then we go to georgetown where reagan lives with her mom
1: mm-hmm. we, we find out just quickly summarizing it that the mom's an actress they have mm-hmm. money they've got people who work for them mm-hmm. reagan's asking for a horse it's her her birthday soon. So things are kind of happy-go-lucky in these scenes. I think it's Halloween. I pointed it out to you because there's, like, kids walking around when we first see the mom walking yeah. home from work. And there's, like, these little kids. It's the only reference you see, but these little kids are walking around with, like, witch hats and, and, pumpkins. and pumpkins yeah, to get candy or whatever. But uh, when we see the mom for the first time, we do see the priest yeah, this in the priest crowd. Yeah, the
0: priest keeps getting introduced, and you're kind of like, what's the deal? It's very hinted at early on that they're intertwined and they're going to meet on later. Um, Father Cass
1: Yes, his Carces? first name, Damien.
0: Damien. Interesting choice for a first name, considering that Damien's known as the son of the devil.
1: Yeah, we get uh, shots of Damien. He's doubting He's doubting his faith. He. We get, we get a lot of different scenes with him, kind of talking to other priests, where he's saying... Oh, he's not... I
0: wanted to ask you this. Have you ever seen a priest in a bar?
1: <laughs> a priest in a bar? I uh, don't think I have, no. but There's was... a scene
0: where the two priests are in a bar, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that.
1: No, but I have seen Priest Drink, which is interesting. Uh, we, we're both Catholic, and we're brought up Catholic. And... Well, we
0: were brought up Catholic, but Yeah, now we're
1: just chillin'. <laughs> chilling. Chilling. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, that it's. This
0: movie showed me that I do not know a lot about the Catholic
1: faith. That's what I was going to say, is that I... I, I... A lot of the things that I think about priests are not things that you see in this movie. But I think it kind of comes down to when people think of like priests being just all good. They don't do anything bad. They don't sin.
0: Like you said, we see these scenes of him and get his backstory and he's very human. And I think when you see priests, you kind of consider them be almost above you in the religious order they're supposed to be
1: pious everyone like brings them to their family parties and whatever because they're the they're like the local priests everyone that everyone who thinks they're great and they they're the ones who know what's right and what's wrong and so you should kind of like not worship them but almost like venerate them because they deserve the respect because they're servants of god or whatever but what i was trying to say was that um this
0: film shows you that they're humans as well yeah he has hobbies and stuff like that where it's like i never thought a priest would work out
1: (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's very human because mm-hmm. you, you even get uh, shots of him going and visiting his mom who lives on her own. He's taking care of her. He's on the train and just like, I mean, this is probably crappy to say, but like, just like when you get, we were walking in the street and someone asks you for money or whatever, we see him in a train station get asked by a homeless man and almost like a eerie kind of scene. The homeless man says, I used to be an altar boy. Can't you lend me a hand? And the priest kind of like fuchi faces him. Yeah, and he looks disgusted him. by him. Yeah. but you get so odd. The train in the background is like kind of passing by and you get the flashing on the face and his face almost looks like a little warped and that could be an illusion to later that the that the priest is starting to see things that are kind of making well, him Well, it's that hint
0: of... He's losing faith right Mm -hmm. so after those scenes with the priests Um, We get kind of more to know Reagan and her mom, Chris's relationship, because they're kind of just hanging out in the evening. And Chris finds Reagan's Ouija board in the Mm. basement.
1: And she's super cool with it.
0: Yeah, she asks her to play with it and everything. But Captain Howdy, which is the imaginary friend that Reagan has, um, doesn't seem to want to communicate with them at the time. And I was going to ask you, would you ever mess with the Ouija board?
1: Uh, You've told me that you watched me to not buy one because I started noticing them show up at Target.
0: Oh, yeah. They're sold like (laughs) everywhere
1: yeah which is new right because i don't think they used to before like the last no, decade if you or go so. to
0: target or walmart or anywhere you could pretty much find one
1: yeah so i mean i've told you i, I would I'd, but i don't know i guess alluding to something that's said later in this movie even i think if like you don't believe it kind of isn't likely to happen mm. to you but if you believe so. you, yeah let's <laughs> say i think you would you would make us get possessed because i you would be. potentially believe yeah <laughs> For
0: sure, I would never mess with the Ouija board. Like, it's funny because we have like Ouija board decor and stuff in the house. <laughs> Doesn't that count? No, because I would never buy a planchette and start trying to <laughs> read our pillows of you Ouija can boards. You put your chunkla
1: on there and your chunkla <laughs> starts to show what's going on. No.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't mess with that. I think I love all stuff creepy, but I. Th- I draw the line there at trying mm-hmm. to communicate with demons.
1: <laughs> you were literally showing me a planchette socket pop, pop thing. socket, answer. yeah. <laughs> socket pop.
0: But it's not <laughs> going to
1: actually communicate with demons. Not if you drop your phone on the Ouija board, <gasps> Matt. You're
0: right. I shouldn't <laughs> get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so it's funny that the the demon doesn't necessarily start communicating back with them. Because it's kind of like that, uh, nah, it's nothing crazy, you're fine, right? Um, but then we, you know, we start honestly, seeing that activities happening in the house.
0: That's so. what I was going to say, is you don't get so many scary scenes or hint that this movie is even a horror movie. We're 30 minutes in at this point, and the only scary thing we've seen is that Chris is allegedly hearing rats in the ceiling. And Reagan's complaining that her bed's shaking, but other than that,
1: and it's some pretty pretty loud crashing. You see the some loud ass rats. <laughs> the, the attic door is kind of shaking too, and so there, later on we do see Chris finally. And <laughs> I thought this is funny. We we see Chris finally go to look at what's in the attic, and she unfearingly goes and is like, "All right, well the lights aren't working. I'm gonna go light a candle. I'm just gonna open this thing up." And usually in movies, I feel like it's always like a suspenseful moment. In this movie, I don't feel like no. that buildup is there. She just kind of. Lights her candle, starts climbing up, goes upstairs. Isn't really even her, She's not scared. She's more or less kind of like, "What's what's going on?" She sees some mouse traps, untouched, untouched. Yeah, and, and she does start to hear the same scratch or same crashing that they hear when they're down below. But then suddenly, like the little was it the 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 little old man like yeah her, comes um... up and he's like, "There's no rats." <laughs> she's like, "Obviously." <laughs>
0: Yeah, she has, um, it seems like a husband and wife kind of taking care of her home. Mm-hmm. Again, she's an actress and she has the money for that. And earlier in the movie, she's like, there's rats. And he's like, there's no rats. And he just goes up there while she's looking at it to be like, I told you so.
1: <laughs> you don't, They don't really have very prominent roles in this. It's just you see them occasionally. I think later on, one of the detectives references if they could have mm-hmm. been the ones who were doing weird stuff. But they don't really have no. very active roles in this other than that they're the keepers yeah on the on the property um so
0: along with the potential hints of something scary going on in the house we get this scene where uh the virgin
1: mary is defaced mhm yeah they call it desecrated um later they even talk about it having been like a black mass ritual or something like that yeah
0: they blame it kind of like on, um what would you call it like satan worshipers type mm-hmm. things
1: yeah isn't that what they call that black mass is for, like, satan for demonic yeah. yeah um the way that they desecrate the virgin mary statue is pretty odd too right i for think dog- it's those who are sensitive to this sort of thing, I mean, her, she's got, like, spikes coming out of her boobs and her I crotch area.
0: it's meant to represent Pazuzu because he has, like, snakes coming out of his genitals. Mm-hmm. So it's but he like, doesn't
1: have, like, mountain boobs.
0: He kind of did. And it's, like,
1: kind of bloody, too, right? like <laughs> He had mountain boobs?
0: He kind of did in the statue.
1: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Why are you looking at the statue like that, man? you
0: got to pay attention for the podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the, the Virgin Mary statue has got this disfiguration, also some blood looks like like red paint yes things like that and so, after
0: this scene we get um the scene where father Cass is like he had to put his mother in a home and it's very sad <laughs> it's it a is a depressing scene
1: yeah because you get a little bit of the background and the relationship in the earlier scene where he kind of comes and visits and her visits. she has a bad knee and they're greek i believe because yes. she speaks greek and she's listening to the tv in greek and uh yeah he goes to visit his mom and there's no real like kind of transition i think it was like it's that just kind of she's that Ill. and then later she's like in a, almost like a ward asylum style yeah place. it seems like just
0: like her health deteriorates and his uncle's being an absolute asshole about it the entire time saying if you weren't a priest you could have like had money and put her in a nice home or Mm -hmm. something and it's like bro why didn't you have a good job and put her in a nice home
1: (laughs) yeah the whole time you're feeling bad for damien because he's like not only guilty very obviously yeah he tells the the priest at the bar earlier he says i should have just stayed with my mom i shouldn't have gone into this i should have just done what i was supposed to do and he wants to and, quit mm-hmm. and which,
0: like, I again, I don't know too much about the priesthood. Can you just quit?
1: I don't know. Is it like a game? Is that an
0: option? You no, your a because a
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna tell all the secrets,
0: <laughs> all the secrets. <laughs> mm. Let's not talk about Catholicism
1: secrets. Yeah, this one kind of talks a little bit about it, but they keep talking about him being a priest, but he's also a psychiatric specialist. So I wonder how that kind of plays out in the priesthood.
0: And again, letting me know that I don't know enough about this. I didn't know that that was a thing.
1: I thought they just believed in God helps. I thought all you just
0: studied Catholicism.
1: What's, to become there's a priest. term for it. Um,
0: yes, it's like you go to college for it and everything.
1: The but the science itself has a name. Theology. Theology, yes. Yeah, theology, right? So you would think that and I personally again I, I feel like we sound very ignorant to the religious side of this movie, but yeah. it's just we're not very religious people. But yeah, in theology, I mean I always thought that if you were a priest you just kinda of believe through healing in the holy in spiritual in, in spiritual kind yeah. of gain, right? Or uh spiritual spiritual healing. Not necessarily any of the other sciences. But I guess that would be kind of ignorant to think that they don't believe in all science, right? I mean they they use light. They use this
0: was also the seventies and I, I don't imagine that being that progressive at that time but i right. could be wrong
1: yeah so uh do we want to talk about
0: this weird party that chris is having with like these super that. diverse interesting people i was wondering if it was a cast party because probably she's an actress
1: yeah because all the all the actors are kind of eccentric right yeah they're we all got, singing with the priest later i think the director there's is the like director drunk and
0: oh he's drunk and drunk. calling a
1: guy a nazi sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the director's drunk and he's calling people Nazis. And then we have an astronaut and a priest at this party. It's like it sounds like a bad joke set up, Everyone at this party.
1: Is he? Does he say he's an astronaut for yes. real? I thought he worked for for like the space station or, or um some sort of space work. Because later the priest, this priest that's at this party, is funny because I call
0: him party priest.
1: Yeah, he's very like into himself. Right, he, he's an
0: interesting character. Yeah,
1: he when he's talking to the guy from who works for space. <laughs> works for the entity of space uh he's like man i wish i could be the first priest to go in space with you and he's like why he's like well you know first missionary on mars why not so that's That's funny yeah he's very like into himself i think and in this This whole scene, he's been playing the piano later, he's singing, he's doing his thing, he's almost like a showman.
0: And while he's doing this, the party's winding down, everyone's pretty much left. Reagan comes back down to the party, to this very iconic scene. Um, They stop playing the piano and look at her, and she's looking at the astronaut directly and says to him... You're going to die up there and then starts to pee on the carpet.
1: Mm-hmm. And the mom freaks out because, I mean, what would you do if you were at a party and your kid just comes and pees in front of everyone? To be fair, Loki pees everywhere
0: all the time, <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but if my human child did that, I think I would act the same way.
1: <laughs> you just take them to the front. Yeah, you just take to the them front.
0: outside, pee for real, and clean it up. <laughs> Normal.
1: Well, she takes her upstairs. Yes, yeah, she
0: does and gives her a bath.
1: In the bath. And Reagan's very clearly loss
0: and it, again at this point we have no hints that this is a horror movie and it seems like her health is deteriorating quickly we have no idea that she's on medication at this point and she's in the bed asking her mother what's wrong with her and she's like the doctor just says you have nerve and it, there was no backstory to like let you know that this is happening already
1: yeah so this is where I brought up to you and this is this might be like a, I don't know how to correctly phrase it but <laughs> generationally I feel like people say that later generations ours Millennials gen Z etc mm-hmm. are more likely to be like medicated or to go like to therapy and things like that where we seek out medicine or or, uh, antidepressants and things like that to help us get through our problems and older generations are likely to say get over it we had to why are you so you know medicated whatever we used to be able to deal with it all without anything but what i've caught in all these movies is a pattern of take your medicine and shut up because in the last was it nightmare on elm street Mm -hmm. they tell her to keep taking her sleeping pills oh you'll feel better in the morning when you get some sleep and they sedate her Mm-hmm. And this one, they're telling her, chill out, take your pills, free your nerves or whatever. And it's it's a very, like, reoccurring thing, I think, to say, shut up, take your medicine and keep quiet, stop acting crazy. So for them to kind of put this label on later generations to say, like, why do you do this? Yeah, and I definitely
0: weird. did not notice this pattern until you brought it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, even, like, in BoJack Horseman... <laughs>
0: Where is well, this going?
1: I'm just saying in, in Bojack Horseman, I could think of like when they're talking about the mom, Bojack's mom, even, they're just like medicating her, medicating her, medicating her. So she goes crazy. So is the
0: difference, I guess, that you're self-medicating
1: versus like prescribed medication? But I is know? it that much better? I don't know. And are you self-medicating? I mean, someone had to give it to you at some point. I mean, I mean
0: weren't that. like housewives <laughs> um, known to have like pills addiction, like in the 50s and 60s? Mm-hmm. Known to have, like, pill addictions or alcoholism. I can see
1: why. Because they were trying to shut everybody up with pills. I mean, look at this. This movie, they're like, oh, she's acting crazy. It's fine. She peed in front of everyone at a party. Take your pills, you get over it by the morning. So, anyway, that was just a beeline It's just up. an
0: awkward scene in general.
1: Yeah. So she's taking her. She's uh, taking her shower. Whatever. Seems like the next day she's kind of okay again. But they take her to the doctor. They start taking her. Let's talk
0: about this kind of um, dive into body horror because I don't think that at this time body horror was a thing. But the medical procedures they do on her look. Horrific. And the needles they use on her are massive. She's spewing <laughs> blood through like an IV.
1: They put like three different needles in her neck. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't even see like the the entry into her neck it's just like you said it might might have been you know whatever style they were trying to go for with this movie but you do get the spewing the spritzing mm-hmm. they finally do put the tube on but this whole scene even like the shocking of the x-ray you said that the x-rays to this day are still that loud but yeah it's a very like chaotic scene right from a from an outside point of view
0: it's very horrifying probably to people who have children and thinking that their child will have to go through these like medical studies at some point because then later on we get the doctor who comes out and basically tells the mother that, that Reagan has a lesion in her brain and that's why she's acting this way. Also I like how he just lights up in the middle of a hospital. Like that was normal and that was okay.
1: Oh the smoking indoors. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know it's 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 interesting to watch things like that. Even even when you see people kind of in the bar scene earlier drinking together us being in the uh even there even right now during the pre-Madonna it's odd to see people together, right? In the one space and sharing things, but to think of like this how dude's literally lighting a cigarette in front of her, and a now doctor? you can't even be within was it 15 feet of a door? Of the door, yes. Yeah, so it's funny to, that this is, yeah, I, I think you see how science has changed over time in these scenes. Um, because like the procedure that they even go with for for Reagan, I'm sure that if they were to do this today, that would not be anywhere no. near what they would do, especially with those machines that they tie I mean, her to. I fucking to hope and- not, it's
0: a massive needle, <laughs> yeah. just uh, to backtrack a little bit um at the party chris is actually talking to the priest and and mentioning that she's seen cassis around all the time is it cassis oh, am i saying it wrong this entire time
1: it's not cat well it's damien I, i've been saying his first name for the same reason but it's uh his name is Car- caris caris caris
0: caris okay my bad father caris um she's mentioning that she's seen him around all the time which is weird because i don't think i would ever notice Someone like that, again, very obviously hinting that they're going to meet and their fate is intertwined. Yeah,
1: even when she saw him at the beginning of this movie, there's like an airplane passing by and she notices the priest and stays staring at him when he's starting Mm -hmm. to talk about how he's doubting things. So why would you even pay attention? Just keep yeah, she's Mosa. In. Yeah, <laughs> walking and you know, minding your own damn yeah, business. Yeah, um, but she
0: asks about him randomly to the mm-hmm. other priest, and he's like, "Yeah, we're good friends." He actually just lost his mother, so this is how we find out that the mother is dead.
1: Mm-hmm. He's been having nightmares. And As yes, well.
0: that's where I was going. So we have the scene where this party priest is trying to cheer him up and apparently he stole a bottle of booze. Again, that's what I was trying to say. Very priest like. Yeah. And he's kind of just helping him out and he tells him to go to bed. And while Father Karsis... Karras. Karras, God damn goddammit, <laughs> I can't say his name. I'm gonna change his name every time.
1: It's not the pandemic, it's just his name. I just can't say it.
0: Um, he's having a nightmare, and in this nightmare we get flashes of his mother.
1: And different other things.
0: We get a flash of Pazuzu's
1: face for the first time mm. in
0: this nightmare. We get a flash of a dog that looks exactly like our dog. <laughs>
1: so I guess our dog is demonic. Yeah, he's a black dog. Yeah. It's like a German shepherd breed or whatever but yeah. he's like barking at the screen and it's a whole flash of, of nightmare that that. Uh, and again Damien at this point
0: had. he hasn't met reagan or has anything to do with her journey yet so again very obviously hinting that he's gonna help out yeah, and it
1: feels guilty for the loss of his mom because he starts he running does. after her in the dream and mm-hmm. she just leaves it's like she's standing at the top of, a, of the stairs of like a train station and she starts turning around when he starts running after her and she's out of reach
0: yes to analyze this character it's almost like he feels guilty about becoming a priest because it meant that he could not financially support his mother at the end of her life
1: mm-hmm. pretty sad
0: it is pretty sad and then his uncle's being an asshole about it too
1: yeah i mean in the middle of him having all this doubt he he is kind of battling with himself even he like has these sequences where he sees his old kind of like hobbies he sees how he's used to box he mm-hmm. we see him on the track throughout throughout the movie where mm-hmm. he's kind of trying to like find ways to cope and he just can't so when when we go back to reagan sleeping we start to see that the mom has run into her where the bed is actually shaking for real this time that's when the doctors start to say no you're crazy she's probably just convulsing and Mm -hmm. she's like the Convulsing was not what was causing the bed to jump up and down. I was on the bed with her when that was happening, and they're just like the the problem was in her bed. (laughs) Her her temporal lobe (laughs) is causing her to go crazy. Split (laughs) split personality or something.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. This is during a time when doctors made house calls because she calls them over.
1: Yeah, she's like eighty-eight doctors have come, and none none of them have a solution for me. That's a lot. I mean, they have money though.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say this movie would not be the same if she wasn't an actress and had the. resources to call a million doc- doctors to check on her daughter.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny to think of this this way, but even the procedures that they were putting her through, I was like, I wonder how much all this costs, like medical bill us. <laughs> yeah. You literally go in for like one little prick in your elbow and they're charging you like 2 k. I imagine. Don't I paid. know it. <laughs> now imagine they like tie it to this contraption and shoot you in the neck three times.
0: And they keep saying again that it's her frontal lobe or whatever Her temporal
1: lobe yeah yeah
0: and she's like that's not my daughter it's like a split personality and one of the doctors is like fewer than a hundred cases are cases of split personality worldwide which, which i don't think is accurate to say nowadays now that we know so much more about mental illness
1: yeah and it's it's very i, mean, I don't know I, I don't know any details about split personality but it's very um diagnosable is it not
0: now not back then yeah i mean we also get this scene after that, where we find out that Burke, the drunk director, who's just a racist asshole, has died. So it
1: was him? Yes. So he was her dad? No. But I thought she said earlier that Burke was her dad. No, oh, no, no, no. He's dating Burke. Reagan thought that the mom likes mm-hmm. Burke. And but the mom's like, no, he's just lonely
0: and he kind of comes around here a lot.
1: Yeah. Because she keeps talking about like her dad's gonna come for a birthday party. That was earlier. Yes. And then we do we don't ever see the dad, no. but the dad comes and visits, right?
0: No. I her dad, dad doesn't know anything that's happening. He's mm-hmm. kind of just an absentee asshole.
1: Uh, yeah, this whole time I thought Burke was the dad. And no. Burke died, and I was like, the dad died. <laughs> okay, we could leave it all out.
0: Um, I would say that the progression of the story is like kind of all over the place. It
1: is. Because it's, like, stuff happens at home, they go back to the hospital. Stuff happens at home again, they go back to the hospital. Because after the split personality situation, they're like, well, you know, I think the next steps would be if we can, like, tap her spine again and, like, do some more work on her. So they do bring her back. But the but the mom's like, you already tampered with her spine. What more are you going to do? And mm-hmm. you, you couldn't fix it. Could you imagine for for you to go out and be like, hey, I'm going to message your spine real quick. Not sure if it's going to work, but let's do it. Yeah. It didn't work the first time. What makes you think it's going to work again?
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. I've had, um, let's not talk about
1: those. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this, is, this is when we see you're, you're getting into the topic of Burke. Our narration
0: of the story is going to be all over the place because the narration feels like it in the movie. So at one point we do see, or here, we don't see uh, that Burke has died. He has fallen out of a window and broken his neck.
1: Someone <laughs> told Damien about it. Was it not? Oh, the detective. The detective detective finally goes and finds Damien when Damien's running on a track or whatever. And they have this kind of like weird conversation where the the detective says he looks like a boxer and whatever. Sorry, the detective starts to ask the priest these questions related to, well, do you believe in witchcraft? Do you believe in possession?
0: Because he's asking about the
1: desecration of the virgin mary and all that that's happening. being connected to burke's death being
0: connected to the murder
1: he explains to damien and says we found the body at the bottom of the stairs right outside the house mm-hmm. with his neck completely twisted all the way back or his head twisted all the way to the back of mm-hmm. his body and they're like do you think this could be connected and so then the priest is like what's that got to do with me i don't know like I, it, I thought it could the be same real thing when the
0: investigator <laughs> is like asking the priest these questions it's like why did he go to him
1: of all the priests in the whole city.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after he interviews the priest, he actually goes and interviews Chris. And she's pretty much just saying, like, you know, Reagan was heavily sedated. If he fell out of her window, there's like no way.
1: And the detective is starting to, to try to piece things together. He's mm-hmm. like, it had to have been, like, the way that he fell out the window, his neck was snapped all the way back. It had, had to, to have a been strong a, a strong man. man. Uh, he starts to ask questions about the, the, the workers who live mm-hmm. on the property. He says, if you were not home and the lady the other babysitter. Yeah, right? like you kinda me. don't really get too much exposure mm-hmm. here, but like the babysitter had just left Stepped out. You weren't home yet. It had to have happened between one and two and there was nobody in the room. I can't piece it together. I don't know who would have done this. Right? And
0: he's kinda hinting that he knows his daughter her daughter did this. Yeah. Without saying it. And the detective leaves and Reagan starts screaming. So she goes upstairs and I think we got like the most disturbing scene in this movie
1: Where she's... spoiler
0: alert if you haven't seen it she's literally stabbing herself in the crotch with a crucifix you imagine
1: waking up from all this after everything happens and this is like what you wake up to because you imagine that she's like kind of like an what did we say it was called your spirits away from your body kind of situation astral projection yeah when you're like kind of away from your body and this demon's taking over your body when you kind of finally come to at the end of all the chaos you come back to your desecrated ass <laughs> body body <laughs> just in all kinds of ways like this
0: damn that's, yeah, it's traumatizing in the,
1: in the vagina and and saying yeah i don't know a lot of this happens throughout the so movie. i think
0: this this is what makes this movie shocking this is what makes this movie one of the scariest movies of all time is the sexual violence, Mm -hmm. that it's a young child, and the use of religious artifacts in this. Can you imagine this in the 70s? How many people this would have pissed off? It's a banned movie for a reason.
1: Well, clearly, it pissed enough people off to to the point of vomiting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we can talk about vomit.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a lot of green ooze that's sprayed in people's faces just nonchalantly.
0: Well, let's get to that because, (laughs) you know, after this situation... Chris is kind of like, this is the last straw. And again, she has spoken to like a a panel of 80 doctors.
1: Yeah. And they themselves, which is interesting to me, uh, they themselves are the ones like who are like, man, there's absolutely no other solution that we could think of other than to put her in an asylum. Or get an exorcism.
0: But they say it's because of the power of suggestion. They're not saying it will actually work. They're saying if the individual themselves believes it so much, performing like even a fake exorcism would be considered treatment.
1: Yeah, the way that they worded it was was interesting. It was not that the not that if you believe in exorcism, but that if you believe in religion enough that you think that possession is possible, then you could also believe that exorcism to remove the possession is also possible.
0: So along with that like super grotesque scene of her stabbing herself, we got this next scene where her daughter's like, well, not her daughter, Pazuzu asks the mother, Do you know what your daughter did? The mother's horrified, kind of implying that, you know, your daughter murdered Burke, right? Mm-hmm. And but- that's the thing that finally, I think, sends her over the edge to. Seek out the priest
1: i don't I don't know, I think stabbing yourself and the your kids stabbing themselves in the vagina is gonna be the what sends you to go find priests
0: <laughs> along with murder, yeah, I think both of them are a good reason to go find a priest,
1: yeah, uh she starts meeting with Damien uh, immediately they, yeah. again,
0: he's the only priest in the area. It's she just,
1: didn't go to the one that was at her party,
0: yeah, <laughs> well, she kind of does mention that she knows that priest when she meets Damien, and then he's like, yeah, we're really close. But does she not trust that priest because he was at a party?
1: Well oh, Zoji's like a, a little into himself, so maybe she doesn't think he's like a very serious priest. That's possible. But he does bring she does bring up to Damien that she's looking to do an exorcism, or yeah, an exorcism. And Damien's like, I don't even know anybody who's ever done an exorcism. It's almost like this this act in in Catholicism is almost like mythological and that only certain well, priests have done it or have been able to do it.
0: Yeah. You actually have to get um permission from the vatican to do an exorcism nowadays Mm -hmm. even then
1: she's he's like even if i wanted to help you i can't it's gonna take so long to get approval Mm -hmm.
0: yeah because now most people just accredit it to mental illness Mm -hmm. which is probably probably better than thinking you need an exorcism personally yeah, because people have died in exorcisms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of all the things that they do, or they tie them up, or they don't know. They're, they're also not medical experts. So you exactly. Know? I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll bring this up later, but the CPR scene. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not medical ex- experts, and we see that at the end. So yeah. we'll bring that up later. But <laughs> um, it's it's interesting that uh, not. I, I don't know. I always thought that all priests committed exorcisms. Just on the daily? Yeah, Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You grow up thinking that this whole position thing is real, and so you're like, they're all probably capable of, capable of doing it. Other, why else would you put a priest in every neighborhood?
0: If not for demonic possession. <laughs> yeah. That's why we need them.
1: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's what I thought. I was like, priests are just here so that in an emergency, you just call them and tell them to go help you get this demon out of you. No. Because <laughs> you
0: kidding. get demons stuck on you so regularly.
1: Yeah. Get some uh, sleep paralysis, walking man in your dreams, and go call a priest.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, but so the priest finally sees Reagan for the first time,
0: and this is the first time we like fully get that she is possessed. It's the first time the demon is talking.
1: Yeah. To someone. Yeah, he's asking her questions, and he's he's like, "I am the devil, and I am," and it starts cussing at him, and and things like that. But the priest is kind of like, no this, "No, this is not real." Yeah. Yeah, they don't really say that they're the devil, you know? Because he said he sprinkled her with tap water and he told the demon that
0: it was holy water and she started hissing and i thought it was so funny that chris was like what's the difference (laughs) yeah
1: he uh, do you think this has to do with his lack of faith too i mean probably the fact that he's like yeah it's all fake Mm -hmm. i don't really even i've lost my faith personally i can't imagine that this is any different yeah right so he's kind of like indifferent to the situation going on even though um the voice is different So I wanted to point out that when she is possessed or is in the form of Pazuzu, voices change. Man voice, child voice. Uh, Later we see Damien's mom's voice uh, coming out of her body. I believe,
0: and I would again research it, but that demon voice is a woman. They specifically sought out someone who drank a lot and smoked a lot. That was a woman that sounded like that.
1: Wow. It sounds like a man.
0: I think it sounds like a woman that heavily smokes yeah it could be because i already
1: knew that now that i know though i guess i could see that yeah for sure it's about a heavy smoker
0: i think again there's a whole podcast on this this woman had been like sober for years and then took up smoking and drinking again just to play this role.
1: i hope she's okay i don't think she was like she was in rehab and they forced her back into it (laughs)
0: <laughs> again listen to that exorcist podcast because it tells you like her whole story i listened to it a while ago but i believe that's what happened to this actress wow that's interesting mm-hmm. but chris is so like distraught that she kind of just forces damien to do this exorcist
1: yeah yeah and he, he kind of starts trying to talk to to reagan's bazuzu possession or whatever
0: this kid's speaking in tongues
1: speaking in tongues uh that doesn't happen until he throws the fake tap water right? yeah
0: question if a priest Throws tap water, doesn't it automatically become holy water? I don't know because they are saying I, it is holy water. You're like, asking the
1: wrong person. I thought holy yeah. water was like some special water, and I he's
0: I, saying it's I, just I was blessed. Disappointed
1: when I realize it's just water that's prayed over. I used and to that grab and not
0: from the actual mountains of Jesus's birth or something.
1: <laughs> no, I used to stick my hand in that like water thing entering a church, thinking it was like some sort of oil, like it smelled different. It maybe. is oily. Yeah, it's just probably all the oily it's fingers. It's anointed. That going the- yeah, <laughs>
0: that's
1: right with everyone's oily ass fingers going into
0: it <laughs> it probably is yeah. that's so gross
1: yeah pre-coronavirus times
0: yeah. No, they're just gonna put it in um, spray,
1: bottle.
0: spray bottles i think i've seen that where priests are doing like baptisms
1: shooting spray bottles <laughs> no
0: they're using nerf guns to ah. do baptism. <laughs> yes.
1: um, but yeah so the the pazuzu starts bringing up Damien's mother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one thing that I wanted to, to say real quick before it's glanced over was that he also kind of brings back the homeless man from the beginning when he was at the train mm-hmm. station that he ignores. He he says, hey, I'm just an altar boy. Could you spare me some change? And it's it's more or less Bazoozy just trying to continuously mess with Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and although this happens, right, Reagan... Wouldn't have known any of this about Mm -mm. Damien. Damien is still doubting it.
0: That it's not a possession, but he knows all these things is
1: like he is doubting it because on his way out, when he's talking to Chris, he's like, "Did you tell her anything about my dead mom?" Mm -hmm,
0: Because Reagan says that very famous line of like, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell." Yeah, and um, I was just thinking like this line is very supposed to be very blasphemous but what if his mother's living her best life yeah, what she, if that's all she wanted to do yeah she
1: was stuck in that room forever because of him so like
0: what, <laughs> what if she's just <laughs> living her best life down there <laughs> and like this is her true self but that's not a thought you would have had in the 70s
1: no I, she's not even in hell she's in heaven living her best doing life. that
0: <laughs> yeah probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not hell if you like it <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Um, people are not gonna like that no (laughs) also he pukes on him
1: yeah and this is is the
0: first time we see the pea soup vomit
1: (laughs) i don't know it's a demon you're trying to make it as gross as possible that's true um but yeah so he so he doubts her
0: also as you said a demon trying to make it gross as possible this is your kid and like it looks like no one's moisturized her crusty self even if you're possessed
1: (laughs) she needs to hook up with uh what's her name from Night at Elm street Nancy? Nancy, yes. Why? So that she could help her not look 20.
0: (laughs) Ah, good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But now, yeah, she does look dirty. She looks nasty. Like no
0: one just, one of my biggest pet peeves is chapped lips and no one just thought to run some chapstick over her real quick.
1: (laughs) What I want to know is, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to know why everyone is, while everyone's entertaining the idea of possession, why no one is asking where all this vomit came from.
0: If she's like, not eating and stuff. I'd be the mom possessed. like, okay,
1: look, the priest is already working on the possession part. Can y'all figure out why she's throwing up like that? Demons obviously make you throw up. They just warp a bunch of just throw up well, in Well, yeah,
0: because you see in her gut that like, help me. Oh, scene sure. i thought that was pretty cool that
1: comes later so he had recorded that entire session where he
0: where she's speaking in tongues where stuff. he was
1: with reagan and he kind of reviews it with another priest and i i thought it was interesting that the other priest just automatically knows it's english backwards
0: right do you know that's what i mean weird. like
1: he's playing it and he's like kind of like it sounds like gibberish and the guy's like well obviously it's english backwards and the guy's like what <laughs> how did you know he's like yeah listen to it yeah does just knows what that sounds like that's true is
0: isn't it called pig latin
1: no, Pig Latin is like the like is they
0: yeah I don't I never a understood Pig Pig Latin
1: glish na yeah it's like you just put the start letter at the end
0: yeah and then yeah say but a. they <laughs> they agreed to an exorcism and this is where we find out that the the person doing the archaeological dig in the beginning of the film is actually a priest
1: mm-hmm. his name is Marin
0: and he's the one that was sanctioned to do this exorcism with Father what's his
1: name Caris Caris yeah or Caros or Karras. Karras.
0: <laughs> Um Curious, isn't it?
1: Karras. I mean, okay. whatever it was pronounced, is K-A-R-R-A-S. okay. Karis, yeah. The the whole rest of this movie is just, like, the entire sequence of, of The, the exorcism. exorcism. Honestly. And I
0: would say that, like, this film at the time was considered one of the scariest films, but it's a very
1: slow film. Oh, it is. Yeah, the whole two hours could have probably been shortened up, Condensed for sure. Condensed. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Because this whole end scene, I think, which is the, the, the bulk climax of, the of it, fear. right? Marin shows up at the house. He sees the stairs where Burke fell down and broke his neck, mm-hmm. which is iconic throughout the rest of this movie because you don't really get that many glimpses in it, but it's important throughout the rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, He goes up the stairs. He goes into the room. Everyone's kind of setting up, getting ready. Damien runs into him. He sends Damien to go get these things like it's an adventure.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) he goes into the room, and I... This is probably like my favorite line in the movie, and I'm gonna start every day by saying this. Where Reagan's like, "What an excellent day for an exorcism!"
1: Oh, <laughs> your mother sucks. I could now. also
0: start every day by saying that.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty interesting thing to say when a priest comes in to ruin your life forever. Demon i mean life. if
0: you're a demon yeah
1: because <laughs> i don't know when i think of, de- of demon positions now i think it's just because of movies that have come out later mm-hmm. but you always get that the demon is kind of just like whatever this isn't even gonna work bro why yeah. are you even here and that's what you get from this but it mm-hmm. actually works but i think it's, kind it's, of it's, well yeah <laughs> but it's uh it is a cool scene you get the the levitations mm-hmm. you get the convulsing you get more throw up in the face when the priest starts to pray she Immediately, like, spits in his face, and he continue. I, I think the patience because they, they, they say that Marin had already kind of gone through several different exorcisms mm-hmm. in the past. He even references that uh, he had done one that took months long
0: in Africa or something like that. In
1: Africa, and yeah. the way that this position or this exorcism kind of goes makes me think that, like, well, what all did he do in those other ones? That if he, this like, one
0: is so draining on him,
1: yeah, or were they the same? Because I mean, obviously, possessions can be their like, minor demons. Maybe Pazuzu is, like, a stronger one, obviously. So, but Marin doesn't show any sort mm-hmm. of fear. He's kind of just, like, in his business. He gets spit in his face, but continue his, continues his prayers. Meanwhile, Damien's, like, peeing himself and kind of afraid well, and distracted. it is kind of
0: shocking if you see a child just lift off her bed.
1: Yeah, and, and Marin's like, hey, like, snap out of it. I'm mm-hmm. calling you to say, like, the second part of the, the prayer or whatever. And Damien starts to help. What I thought was cool, and I don't know if you want to add more, but... I thought it was cool that when they start to say the power of Christ compels you, her body levitates in the same form of, like, Christ cl- right on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her hands are in the air. And, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. Like, the, the visual to the fact that they're just, like, screaming. I, I didn't realize that that part was so long. They say it, like... 20 times.
0: It is a pretty long scene. I think that's why it's like something that's referenced a ton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I used to work at a haunted house, that was like what we had the people do in the possession scene is just repeat that for six hours. You mean they
0: didn't shout that they're mother sucks cocks in hell
1: (laughs) no kids were allowed oh (laughs) it
0: makes sense so um i don't know if it's just the child in me that was brought up catholic but when they start doing these prayers my brain automatically wants to tune out
1: really (laughs) yeah oh i knew all the prayers but that's because i used to be an altar boy myself got any money for an altar boy yeah give me some please follow us on instagram buy us a coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) please give me money yeah i used to be an altar boy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and everyone's gonna look at you like Father Damien. Like mm, <laughs> trash. <laughs> I'll
1: just haunt them in their dreams later.
0: <laughs> Looking like Pazuzu? Yeah. I mean, other than the like part of me that wants to tune out because they're praying. Uh the scene is pretty well done. You could mm-hmm. tell the room was kept super cold so that their breath could be visible. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks awful at this point. Kudos to Linda Blair, who's only a child actor
1: at this point. I was wondering how they did the lighting. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, were the lights off? It's just kind of all shining on her. And it's like almost like a blue light or whatever. But uh, I don't know if that's... If that is that attributed to the fact that she's changing the vibe in the room, too?
0: It's possible, like, be representative of the fight between light and dark.
1: Right, because the light is on her. And the rest is dark, yeah. yeah. Um, but so the position kind of just goes through. Again, she's levitating in sort of this, like, cross-like form. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're saying the power of Christ compel- compels you, and they're sa- they're going through the motions of the prayer, you also see lashings on her feet and her legs and things like that. So it's, kinda, it's almost like illusions, again, to Christ mm-hmm. and having to repent for your sins and things like that. And she's battling her way. Back to her own body
0: i want to know what the head tilt isn't like the whole 360 head spin is an illusion too though
1: i think it's just a mess with um, and distract them.
0: also how can you see that and be like nah demons aren't real because yeah. she's still alive at the end of it
1: well that's what i'm saying imagine coming back from this position and trying to like just be in your body it's not like you go to sleep and wake up and you're like fine i mean you go to you go to sleep you wake up and your neck hurts because your vagina's you turned stabbed, it
0: all around
1: you have like Lashings. a tattoo on your stomach now that says help me yeah you do <laughs> So, but, uh, I mean, it's all part of the possession is the demon just trying to mess with you. I mean, the, the Marin tells Damien going in, like, don't listen to anything. It's, the demon is a liar. Damien is just so... Distraught? Weak mentally I think in this whole movie at this point da- Damien starts to get messed with specifically by the by Pazuzu mm-hmm. and starts you know starts using his mom's voice and Damien is like stop like you're not my mother mm-hmm. and like it's really getting affected by the possession so the so other priest says you need to yeah. step out and he stays in there with her
0: and then Damien comes back and Maren's pretty much like comatose and on the bed yeah he like lays him down and starts beating him in the chest yes and I was
1: gonna say that is not CPR so this is what I was gonna say is that priests are not Medically inclined. They're yeah
0: just... <laughs> And he's <laughs> supposed to be like a psychiatric person. Right.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a misrepresentation of, of priests. But <laughs> yeah, and Reagan's
0: just kinda watching them possessed, amused. Mm-hmm. And he like loses it and starts attacking Reagan.
1: He starts beating her ass. Yeah. He, starts he just starts her. going in on her and uh he yells, Uh, take take me instead, right?
0: Yep. And not until that I would say that this whole like, whole exorcism was for nothing because not until he's like take me instead does the demon leave reagan's body and go into
1: you can see it in his face and in his, his eyes. face
0: yes <laughs> and reagan's on the floor waking Screaming. up imagine this priest is beating you up your
1: vagina hurts
0: you're really focused on I, that. well i'm
1: just i don't know it's really disturbing Grow. i can imagine going through this and then waking up like because it's not like your neck hurts it's not well. a happy ending <laughs> for anyone i mean you sure like kind you're not possessed of. anymore but like you're masked your body is like destroyed in a way you know
0: i mean at the end she claims that she doesn't remember anything.
1: Oh, I could probably disagree with that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, but let's get back to the part where Damien saves her life first. Again, he's like, Come into my body instead. And like you could see the demon possess him, and he's looking down at Reagan, clearly still possessed. And I think you get the hint that the demon is gonna kill Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the father kind of snaps out of it and is able to take control of his own body for like a minute mm-hmm. and flings himself out the window where everyone's been murdered at this point.
1: Yep, he falls along all the stairs and then a crowd of people see his body. Start to show up. His priest friend um, just
0: happens to be there, happens
1: to show up and find them. Um, he's still kind of alive. And the priest friend is like, You know, on your way out, do you want me to read you your last, his last rites?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And so then you can't really respond. He's you can see his hands kind of moving, so he reads them to them anyway. And that's kind of the end of that scene is that there's this chaos. The priest has kind of saved Reagan, right? And the next thing, it just kind of like, kind of like it's all over. They're cleaning up the house, they're obviously Mm -hmm. moving out. I mean, I would too, after all this happened.
0: Well, it's um. Telling's because over. her mother, yeah, because her mother's an actress, they're moving back to L.A. Party Priest is kind of there to say goodbye to them. Chris kind of just like thanks him for everything that's happened and, and tells him reagan doesn't remember anything which you disagree with
1: yeah i mean i don't know i feel like my body would hurt my body hurts now and I've, nothing's happened to me. okay but you're imagine. almost a 30 year old that's why my body still, hurts no <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with me feeling like i'm dying at yeah. all times you feel but, worse i mean yeah but i'm
0: like i've got other things going on
1: and we have not been possessed now imagine that we
0: know of. <laughs> yeah. maybe that's it maybe that's why we feel terrible we've been possessed. every time i
1: wake up with my back feeling twisted it's either <laughs> possessed. that or you beat me up at night
0: <laughs> no you're the who twitches <laughs> violently in their sleep. Yeah.
1: the When they're moving out, the babysitter girl kind of makes an appearance again and she says, hey, I found this uh, under her bed or under her pillow or something like that. And it's the coin from earlier. So we didn't really talk about the coin throughout this whole discussion. No. This is how the movie ends, right? Is that she just kind of finds this coin that Marin had kind of grabbed at the beginning in the scene in Iraq. None of it actually kind of comes back other than this coin. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. that the coin has something to do with Pazuzu, mm-hmm. right? But um, the babysitter gives it to the mom. The mom takes it and it's like what what I want this and the and she yells back at the priest when they're driving off she's like hey I thought you'd want this and he's like what and they drive off and he kind of goes home. before that
0: we also yeah. get this kind of weird scene where Reagan sees his collar mm. and even though she claims not to remember anything she gives him like a kiss and a hug and then goes into the car so it's kind of like like she kind of has some vague idea that like a priest saved her life but can't really recall
1: yeah I mean I guess I don't, I don't I don't know how what the implications are of like possession if she can't remember but she can but then there was like carving on the inside of her stomach says, Help mm-hmm. me. I don't know that I necessarily believe she doesn't remember anything. You know She's just
0: mean? repressing it. I don't blame Maybe. her. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so then they're leaving, they drive off. The priest kind of takes the coin and looks at it and is kind of like, Hey, I don't know what this is, but he walks towards the stairs, is mm-hmm. standing at the top of the stairs where everyone has died
0: mm-hmm.
1: and turns around. And that's the end of the movie.
0: And that's it. That's yeah. the end. I will say that in this movie, there is no clear explanation. As to how a demon from northern Iraq comes to possess this girl in Washington.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like random. Like this was under her pillow, like the cross mm-hmm. earlier. This was under her pillow. Oh, this. W-. Like I, you would think that because Marin was the one at the beginning in Iraq with the coin, mm-hmm. that Marin would have been the one who like kind of goes throughout the story. But you get Damien, who's Instead. like kind of unrelated. Marin gets involved later. Like, did Marin leave the coin in there? But that doesn't even make sense. If Marin was the one who had the coin, who maybe woke Pazuzu up, why wouldn't it? be following Marin around with all those other exorcisms he was doing and then suddenly yeah it's kind of hinted girl.
0: that because Reagan was playing with the Ouija board she's the one that called the demon to her but like there was nobody closer that was playing with demonic things things they weren't supposed to like it would have been much easier to possess someone in northern Iraq than all the way in the states
1: yeah or or is it like fate related do you know what I mean because I think Pazuzu starts to yell out Marin's name before Marin is even seen again yes
0: because uh while Reagan is upstairs the demon is yelling that Marin's there and he's barely entering the house.
1: That's what they decipher the reverse English um, that Pazuzu is saying when Ma- Damien does the recording. It says, No, Marin. Uh, it says, Marin, no, he's going to get us or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it specifically says Marin's name in reverse. So it might have been like fate related that Marin was going to be the one who was selected to go help Damien.
0: Yes, but then why isn't Marin the priest that we follow around learning the backstory of, right? It seems, he's... it makes like Damien just kind of like a throwaway character. He's just there to take on the demon himself and die.
1: Is it uh, maybe do you think that Damien is supposed to be like the viewer in that you don't believe in like uh, you're
0: struggling with faith?
1: Yes. Right. Because that's a common thing is to think that like faith is being lost every day. Right. And mm-hmm. that people don't necessarily believe like people used to Until And so maybe they perform
0: Damien, that one act of which at
1: the end of the day absolution. is kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, this is like religious discussion. But sometimes I think like there aren't there lessons even in the Bible, that say like. You have to just believe me. You can't yeah, you can't I wait guess. till something actually happens. I'm to not well versed
0: in the Bible, personally. Yeah. Um my yeah. issue with okay do you like this movie <laughs> this Is my question before i say what i think about it. <laughs> sure
1: i do i don't know it's possession movies are kind of odd for me sometimes because I, I don't know i don't believe that kind of stuff actually happens i mean it's uncanny i think stuff like that's uncanny but this one i mean i think it's good the The, the movie's too long i think two hours is way too long to have told the story they told mm-hmm. you, you even thought it was like the extended cut I and did. it wasn't and a lot of the stuff that happens in between kind of doesn't matter but as far as like what rating, rating? yeah you me your rating? Six and a half. Okay. That
0: would be considered shocking low considering that this film is like supposed to be the scariest movie of all time <laughs> it wasn't scary
1: i wouldn't say it was scary maybe, maybe was to someone scary. religious it's scary i
0: don't think it's scary at all i think it's disturbing mm. oh yes, yes it's yes. just disturbing the things that reagan does none of this would be like a jump scare again this movie came out in the 70s though
1: yeah what did you think about it
0: so what i was gonna say is like it's hard to do a possession film mm-hmm. without kind of pushing religion into it like they go hand in hand in these films so i would say this film Focuses majority on religion. I would say it's like 80% religion, religious doubts, and things of that nature. And then 20% scary the actual exorcism and what's actually happening to her. Mm. You know, so I think I'd also give this film
1: like a six out of 10. The, An
0: actual good movie buff would be like, you idiots don't know
1: what you're about you don't know about. the implications of the scenery and whatever. But no, yeah, I mean, I, I give it a six and a half. And like you said, with, agreeing with you, the six or six and a half, because it's not a bad movie. No, they just probably, I mean, it's like all the other, I'd say it's a lot like every other position movie I've seen. You know what I
0: mean? A movie that's considered to be the scariest of all time and you've told people me that fainting in theaters you would think would be horrible right but i think it was a movie that came out in a time where the american people genuinely believed that demonic or devil interference was something that could actually happen in their lives day to day really i believe so yeah i would say religion was still more uh, this this is hard to say because we still have a lot of um laws and things like that that people tried to not pass because of religion mm-hmm. and if it's like that now can you imagine how it was back then
1: yeah there's still a lot of like innocence in that uh, that you could potentially be taken over by some sort of evil entity mm-hmm. now i feel like it's not very like thought of i don't go around thinking that something's gonna possess me if i do something the wrong way you know
0: overall um i think the film's disturbing not scary
1: to be scared it, tar- it would have to target a specific type of person Do you know what i mean like if my am watched watch the exorcist she's really just Oh yeah. She would be like, this is scary, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, my mom's kind of funny too, but like there are specific there's a specific demographic of people who, with specific beliefs or whatever. that?
0: Oh, well, it's kind of like what you said earlier. If we would play with a Ouija board, you wouldn't be possessed. But I'd probably invite something in because I'm... Y-
1: yeah, I think it, ha- it would have to like kind of play towards your own kind of... Belief system. Belief system, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more of... like In the last movie, we talked about zombies. I'm more likely to believe that zombies could happen than a possession. <laughs> Honestly, because of the science factor. I'm, yeah. I'm a...
0: All right. Do you want to talk about what Loki thought about this film?
1: Sure. What would you think, Loki?
0: I think he found the opening credit scene the most interesting, where all the sheep and desert area are happening. Yeah. He was super attentive. I was
1: very intrigued by yeah. all the horses. He's only seen the horse once in his life, so every time we put horses on the TV, he's like, "I know what I've that seen is." That before, yeah.
0: You want to tell us about it, Luke? Amazing. <laughs>
1: All right, babe. Well, do you want to talk us out? This was fun.
0: Sure thing. So as always, we hope you had a good time here. You can follow us on pretty much anything as Shaken that Scared Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, send us an email at Shaken at at gmail.com. And like, rate, review us on whatever you listen to us to.
1: You can listen to us on all your favorite streaming sites, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. So give us a follow. Give us a listen. Let us know what you
0: think. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.